turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Morgan. If you haven't yet, hit subscribe today. I'm going to bring Bryant back on and we're going to talk about the good and the bad of social media. So that includes false presentations and how that might be discouraging or misleading, the spreading of goodness that can happen and how social media can really be a blessing if it's used correctly. Um, And then I want to finish by talking about how you can create a healthy balance with social media if you do want to be on it, if you do want to use it for, say, business purposes or whatever it may be. Um, So that being said, let's get into it. But of course, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a stinking pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the same patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating threat. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, go to MyPillow.com and get one buy one, get one free with promo code MORGAN. The MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code MORGAN. Thank you. Bryant Fikes, welcome back to the show. It's good to be here. It's good to have you back. I know it's tough just talking to yourself, so hopefully I'm helping out. (laughs) I honestly really like it because I talk to an imaginary friend. Basically, I just talk like I'm talking. And I think that's why when I do speeches, I just talk, too. I don't have, like, a projection voice, which I think does me well, personally. But it is nice to have somebody to talk to on the show, actually, and have, like, more of a conversation. Um, Instead of imagining what somebody would say back to me, I'll admit that. Well, hopefully the fans aren't getting tired of me, so maybe I can help out a little bit more. (laughs) I think your accent makes it ten times cooler, too. Um, I personally like it. Now, what I want to talk about first, we get a lot of questions about social media, not just in our podcast submission thing, but also, I think, separately, just in the messages I get a lot from girls, too. I don't know if you get the same from guys, of like, how can I make it work for me without getting the negative impacts? But that's definitely a theme, and so I thought we could share our thoughts on it, because we definitely talk about it off the show quite a lot in terms of the impact that it's having generally on our society. But at the same time, you have a really nice setup with it for your business and I use it for nonprofit purposes. So we both use it, but we don't let it dictate our lives. And so I think that that's the best. I'm not, don't mean to be biased, but I think that's the best setup to have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you also like before you start a business or anything, you have to figure out your why, like what, what is the why? Like mine wasn't to, to be honest with you, like, I don't know, just want to be a influencer or something or just want to be wanted by all these people. I mean, mine was just kind of like the back end of like American Fetcher was obviously starting that, not showing my face any. And then that just led to me sharing videos of my grandfather and stuff that I thought was pretty cool. But I don't know. I guess everybody's got a different why. And that's 
more what you got to figure out before you're just like, oh, I'm going to start social media or oh, I'm going to go harder into this. Mm-hmm. Like, what is your why, I guess? That's a good point. And, and it's not something that I want to like address head on. It's not that it's bad necessarily to say this, but I have people that come up and they ask, like, how can I become an influencer? I don't really know what to say because it's more of just same thing with me. I had my little nonprofit that started it out. And I would do the interviews with people from communist countries. And then as that grew and as those videos did successfully, I just happened to also get followers. So like I grew with that, not intentionally in that way. And I try to just say to people, like, if you offer something, perhaps you'll grow with it. But if the goal is to just be an influencer, it's not really good. And you kind of have the back end of this and you hear this from people that actually own brands and companies. But if you're just trying to be an influencer to sell other people's stuff, you're going to get your influence used by these companies to sell products. And you really need to think about long term if you're just accepting any products because you want to be an influencer and get free things and sell things. That that influence that you have with your audience is going to run out pretty fast because they're yeah. going to be like, you're just promoting anything that you get for free. <laughs> well, there's two different ways to look at it. The first one is like if, you're, if you end up being in the influencer status, yeah, like you want to – if you build like a pretty – deep kind of a connection with like i guess your fans or followers you they really trust like whatever i guess partner that if it is a brand that you're about to go with um they really trust that and they can kind of like see when you start jumping ships and be like oh this dude or girl is just doing it for money now at this point like i don't think it's that uh true what they're pushing um so that's one way to look at it. the other one is if you go at it just to be an influencer like influencers come and go to be honest with you um and that's why I've always said, like, if you're going about it to in hopes, I guess, make money one day or like income from it, like one, you got to diversify, I think, on different platforms instead of like just TikTok or just Instagram, because if they take that away, I mean, what are you now? You know, so if you do start a business or on several platforms, it's one, if one goes away, you're still you still get to juggle other things and still have other things going. Mm-hmm. A lot of people put their eggs in one basket, like being a big TikTok influencer and then all of a sudden, for some reason, their account gets banned because TikTok has unknown reasons. And then, sad to say, they're just, you know what I mean? Nobody knows about them anymore. Yeah. I mean, you well, so you had a TikTok of 600,000 plus, and you were talking about COVID, and then TikTok banned you for nudity. All of a yeah, sudden, so, they find a reason to get rid of people they don't want on there. Yeah. And what's funny was, so the number one hat selling on our website at the time was the Betsy Ross flag. And that's mm. what I was wearing in all the TikTok videos of my personal page talking about like freedom and stuff and the second that i got banned it went right back to like camouflage hats and like duck hats and deer hats were the number one like the betsy flag was like hardly anything after that it's kind of weird how it works like how like just so much attention in one area you just really just squeeze the fruit and then just know that it might not be there forever you know and then you just adapt to the next thing but like it's hard for me in a sense because I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to be just an influencer, even if I have a little bit of whatever. So I just recommend just knowing that it can be taken away and just maybe diversify yourself if you want to be an influencer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I guess my suggestion is to not strive to be an influencer. I guess you could you could break this up if you just want to be an influencer. I think it's really hard for people to have that kind of stuff taken away from them when that's all it's been built up to. Like, if we valued more building tangible, real things that a social media company that doesn't like our political views could wipe away in an instant because they just don't like it existing, 
what have we built if that can be erased right away? And so if you do want to have an impact, if you do want to build some sort of community, please consider making it more than just a social media page. And there's plenty of ways to do that. But then as a business, or like for me, I'm a nonprofit, I've had a few different instances of Okay, so the first round of my nonprofit was short little selfie videos with people that survived socialist countries. And they would do like a, I experienced this, and now I'm in America, and I see this happening, and it's concerning. Please pay attention. It was that kind of stuff. Those got millions of views. But then we started doing more detailed interviews with people like from communist countries with more gruesome stories or perhaps from communist China where they had stories that they, they don't really want out there. And we were getting flagged for spreading false information. And then all of a sudden that page, the Facebook page with over 100,000 followers, all of a sudden that wasn't really an asset for us to use anymore. So we had to adjust of like, we put all this money and all this effort into growing all these things and then it gets taken away. And then our donors are looking at us like, so why would we want to keep supporting an organization that is getting censored by social media? So we have to try and reach people in more direct ways, which means like, okay, downloadables on our website or sending them directly to the website, stuff like that. Um, it can be really hard if you're just a little bit pro-freedom or anything that kind of goes against the narrative. It can be hard to want to build up your entire foundation onto something that could be taken away right in an instant. Yeah. Well, and that's also a unique niche, obviously talking about politics, but like say some people listening might have well hunting for you. Yeah. Well, that kind of get into politics too, like the animals and hunting and guns and stuff. But I mean, like if there's like, I don't know, a girl who's really good at, I say girl, girl or guy that's really good at like baking things, you know, and Mm -hmm. just want to share the recipes because they bake three nights a week Mm -hmm. and just all they want to do is just share it. It might help one person or it might just happen to reach several hundred people, you know, because Instagram reels is kind of weird how some just take off and and whatnot. But again, it just goes back to your why. And I think if you do just jump into social media, just you can't get lost into the comparison and steadily refreshing the likes, seeing if anybody followed you, because that is just going to beat you down, to be honest with you. It really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, that's, I guess that's the good first lesson is to have a why. Like, it's got to be more than just, I want to be an influencer. You have to want to have an impact, whether you want to have a business and just use it as an avenue. We were talking this morning at breakfast of uh, businesses succeed plenty fine. Online businesses, without even having a social media presence, you could just do ads or whatever you want on mm-hmm. the social platforms and drive directly to the website. Um, so having the why I think is really, really important and you've got to also find a way to build tangibly like the, the fearless femininity is at the page mm-hmm. with Bern- Bernadine is yeah. it that stuff like that. I guess I follow a lot of these pages and I just think they make cool videos or content. And then I think, wait a second, maybe I should look at their story or their page. She offers like online classes on that kind of stuff. So that's just a little way for her. And she's a mother of like five (laughs) and she's got her, what I'm sure she considers to be almost an act of service to provide to women around the country if they want to go take her course. But she has that way of directly communicating with them off of social if she gets deleted because I'm sure she posts some unpopular stuff sometimes. Yeah. I mean, she found a little niche for herself, but I will say if you're starting out, like don't come out like charging hundreds yeah. of dollars to join my like just just put out a lot of free stuff a lot of videos but people i mean people i think p- today's world is really good of um knowing if someone is authentic or not or mm-hmm. bought out or just maybe sneaking some little white lies in there like i think people the customer slash just all the viewers your regular people understand who is true and who is not at this point on social media mm-hmm. and honestly like the bigger accounts, the bigger accounts get, I kind of get a little leery because I'm always thinking like, okay, there's got to be a back end thing. They're getting paid something here. What's true? What's not true? Versus just like, 
a smaller page who's just putting out this free content, pretty consistent, makes sense. I'd rather follow them, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. It's kind of a weird game, I guess. I honestly, it seems like it's actually more simple than w- we make it sometimes. It's not that complicated to see who is genuine and, and cares. And that was another question I wanted to talk about. Well, the people are like, why do so many people on social media seem to have a false reflection of who they are? I think there's many angles to this. Of course, people don't want to put their dirty laundry online. You know, it's like on one angle, I see it as... They're just sharing some positive stuff. They're just sharing what they want to share. Like maybe they've got problems at home and they just want to talk about their recipes or whatever it is. So I get it where it's like if you want to use social media to share something that you care about, that's good. But if you're like the liver king and you're kind of telling people that you're not doing uh, – well, I don't even understand what he was doing. But he was doing like steroids. And he's saying he only eats like beef liver and he, he eats all this nasty – like stuff that people don't really want to eat but like oh if you just ate like him and if you just had his lifestyle then you would look like him and he's just elite because of his lifestyle i get it where that's really wrong and misleading but then people also take it too far of like maybe you shouldn't be sharing your dirty laundry you shouldn't be making social media a diary so there's got to be a healthy boundary here on top of that i don't really think it's ever good to idolize other people it's just like how athletes or celebrities they always have a problem secretly like they're always addicted to drugs or they've got some they're cheating on their wife or they've got some big shocking thing that's been happening the whole time as they were on the come up or the athletes do this and it ends up letting everybody down at the end of the day why not just look at an athlete and be like wow they play a sport really well i love to watch it but i am not going to put them on a pedestal just because they're good at something same thing we should do that with influencers did you know like instagram tried to take away the likes like that you can see the number of likes at one point i heard about now i know you can do it optionally now but like what if they did permanently take it away you think that'd be good or kind of bad for instagram uh i honestly don't know i guess i feel like it'd be bad in a sense of like for instance like the kardashians or something like if they post like a a makeup and it gets one million likes people are obviously like dang that's people really into this certain one you know what i mean versus like not being able to see the likes but on the other hand i think maybe i don't know i, I don't know if instagram has our best interest in mind but maybe they were like these people are really like they see people get a thousand likes and they only got 27 and they are like depressed the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like it's a lot in that. I would just, I would just go into like social media. The way you look at it is like realizing everybody's showing their highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's good or bad, but just realize that, like just take that for whatever it's worth and um, just don't look too much too into it. And if you're starting to follow a page that is bringing you a little, Ugh, I wish I had what they had or, Oh, uh, they're doing this. They did this. I don't agree with that. And it's like causing you whatever. Just unfollow them. Like it doesn't make any sense to keep following people that yeah. are bringing any kind of – just follow people that – you know what I mean? That's just bringing something good to your life if you're going to yeah. get on social media and look. Well, that's the thing. And and when it comes to – I brought up the celebrity thing because like we idolize them so much that we let it personally affect us when it turns out that they weren't everything we made them up to be in our minds. And I think specifically of like how this could be damaging, there was – a story of like a family vlog, you know, like they had like a YouTube vlog where they just showed everything about their life. Turns out she announced that she was divorcing him and leaving him because he was like a physical abuser and had been abusing. And she, she did this video of how she's like finally speaking out and stuff. And I totally sympathize with her. That was probably a really hard situation, but it's like, then, then why did you keep filming your family? And why did you keep, keep it up? And I don't know the psychology behind it, but it's just a matter of like, you really never know what so is going on behind this, the scenes. I heard this saying one time, happy people don't continually to tell you how happy they are. Mm. You know what I mean? I sometimes agree with that. Like on Instagram, I feel like 
this is probably wrong to say because I know some people literally post every day and there might not be nothing wrong. But I, I can kind of see where people escape to that on online and just showing how happy they are. You know what I mean? And it's almost like this false sense of whatever might be going on in their life just kind of band-aids it. And in reality, things are not okay at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they just have to get on there to continually show, look how happy I am, look how happy I am, to, yeah. to try to make themselves think that they're actually happy. Reality is, as soon as they get off of it, they're not. And yeah, well, and you get the scientific like, what is it? Is it dopamine or is it? Well, it's a lot of dopamine. It's like people basically chase dopamine and serotonin. Serotonin makes you happy. Like dopamine is your feel good thing. Mm-hmm. And social media is one of those things. Like people, there's different. Well, I mean, everybody has it different, right? Um, everybody has things that like when they do something, it really makes them happy or feel good, whatever it is. And yeah, Instagram's a quick way. Whether it's simply watching TikTok and just escape you know, whatever the reality that they're living in, that's a little bit of dopamine. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing about it is a lot of people like if they get a really big dopamine high for whatever reason it might be, the problem is whenever they're having a bad day, they go into to a little excessive mode of trying to find that dopamine high again and they can't find it. And the more they're looking and the more they're seeing people and comparing themselves, their dopamine is just getting depleted and depleted and depleted. And, and they get to a, a point in their day where it's like highly anxious um, and in a very bad mood. And like I recommend a lot of people of just like get off social media if you find yourself in that. And like go outside, go for a walk and get your mind off of it. Because people can just try to chase these dopamine hits into a very unhealthy level. Yeah. Um, you know, well, it makes sense. And you were talking about the Instagram thing. That's why I don't think they would get rid of the likes because people like to see the likes. I often find, unfortunately, the people that remove the likes from their pages, they only remove the likes if it's like I've noticed that female influencers do it for pictures that they don't get a lot of likes on. And then if they get a lot of likes, they show the likes. You're talking and, about showing like the rear end and stuff. Like, our well, that's the thing. Bikini. It's like this is what's frustrating too. Is on TikTok, they say that the algorithm is built to give people more likes because it makes them addicted and it gives them that feel good stuff. And I was on TikTok. I don't have TikTok on my phone, but basically Bryant was showing me a TikTok of what is his name? TikTok's favorite farmer. Oh yeah. So I didn't tell you this, but when you were in the shower, I did a little investigation because I wanted to buy this pajama set. This girl, the TikTok's favorite farmer guy reacted to a girl in a video and she's wearing a pajama set and I was trying to find it, but I tried to look for her TikTok page on my desktop because I don't have TikTok. So I tried to find her. I find her page and I was so sad to see this that She's, you know, very promiscuous page. And it's basically really upsetting to see because she, I think she's a teenager and she just posts that kind of stuff purposefully. But if you just scroll down to when she started her page not so long ago, you see when she used to not post that kind of stuff and she was getting very basics, but she starts to post more and more. And I think that for girls, they see that if I just showed a little bit more, I could get more likes and it grows and grows and gets worse. Well, for girls specifically, I... I think that that you're getting into a scary area because you really deep down might not want to show that, mm-hmm. um, and but really you're chasing it, and and really might want to share how, yeah, like a recipe or or this favorite book or this other thing that you actually enjoy. But you know, if you post that, it's not going to do as well as yeah, showing like a bikini or something very promiscuous. Mm-hmm. And and then when the the reality of that is when you do take a chance and show like your recipe picture and seeing that it's not doing well, it's just that 
it's like the dopamine thing we talked about. You're you're not finding that same hit as you did with the bikini picture, and you're just like you start feeling slump, like in a slump, like oh, I'm not worth of anything, worthy of anything, and it's because you're not at, at that high that you know that you can be at. If that, and then you just end up deleting the picture mm-hmm. and go right back to you know posting other stuff, and that's. Yeah, that it's just kind of dangerous waters, in my opinion. It's really sad, but hey, that's how social media is wired, you know. Yeah, and I was I I wanted to talk to you about it earlier. Sorry for just randomly bringing it up, but I got to her page, and you can literally see where she's just a student, and mm-hmm. she's like posting pictures like at prom or whatever it is, and then it just the change happens within a few posts, and it's really sad to see. But um, that kind of brings me to the other part of it. Of for me, I know you know this about me, Brian, but I have a small social circle in the sense of like really close friends. And I've just always been a little isolated, more not of a loner, but just more of like, I have a few close friends and I don't like going out. I don't like having like big gaggles of girls. Like if I had a bachelorette party, for example, I I just wouldn't because it's not my vibe. I don't like being in that kind of crowd. When I'm put back into a situation of being in a big group of girls and there's that mean girl vibe and people are talking about each other and there's gossip, I almost get this flash of like, oh my gosh, this is a reminder of why years ago I made changes in how I socialize because I just don't like this. And I've had it happen like maybe once or twice a year where I'm put in that social setting again and I'm like, oh, this is a good like reminder for me, almost like a splash of cold water to the face of why I chose a certain lifestyle. And I'm so thankful for those reminders. But being on TikTok with you, because we'll, we'll just look at the stuff for the American Fetcher seeing it and just seeing the girls that come up, even I, I am all about being confident in yourself. I am all about not comparing. I'm all about this stuff. Even I am looking at it like, oh my gosh, she's really pretty or she's really skinny. And I have those thoughts. And I'm like, if I, who usually does not care at all and never compares and never looks on social media in a comparison way, if I'm even doing that after like looking on TikTok for 15 minutes with you for business purpose, I can't even imagine what it's like to be a high school girl or high school guy and seeing what the top 1% look like and what everybody's happiness looks like online. And it makes me sad. I just think that culture scrolls TikTok, goes and checks their 27 Snapchats they just got. Mm-hmm. Real quick, <laughs> let me look at Instagram and then go right back to TikTok. And it's just like, it's no telling me hours some people stay on this stuff. And you know it's not. It, like you said, it can go from, yeah, something promiscuous to all of a sudden sad to then all of a sudden the most funny thing you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like you cannot get off of it because it's only short. It's just short little burst, burst videos. Yeah. And it just kind of, you don't realize how long you're on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think, I, it really shook me. Like, I am really secure in myself i know what i like i know what i don't like i know what i want and even i am on tiktok like oh geez like should i be doing blah 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 and that alone was like i feel bad for the girls out there that are trying to form as little teenagers what they want and what they think they should do and no wonder i realize i'm really out of touch with (laughs) with well the the other thing is is a lot of kids look up to these influencers that got big by sharing you know maybe the stuff that you don't agree with and then those girls think that must be the only way that's where you kind of get into even more dangerous waters, too. That's why for you and me, we get desensitized, I think, to talking about this. And we're like, oh, well, everybody knows that fluoride is bad in toothpaste. And everybody already knows that. Like, everybody should know about birth control by now. But then I realized, wait a second, two years ago, I didn't know. Two years ago, I was still on the, the train of thinking, okay, my doctor said that I should take this for pimples, whatever it was. But it's like, we 
used to be like them in many ways. You, you used to be like that because you went to pharmacy school and got awakened. So there's still so much room for us to reach so many people with basic, and I don't want to say conservative, but basic, more conscious consumer decisions, basic, more intentional living decisions. But kind of speaking of the comparison stuff, I think when you consider all the negativity on social media, I have one thing I want to say before we talk about making it into a solution, using it more for positive purposes. But I think of the guys that wear your hats and it's just nothing but positivity and funniness. And perhaps that's why they have insane engagement because people just want, they just want simplicity. Sometimes they just want something funny and relatable. And that's why people like Richie and Zach do so well, like the Tratter thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't understand any of this. And Bryant has been trying to explain the guy TikTok culture to me. Well, and to be honest and to be fair, like before I, I guess we choose them to be an influencer. We do kind of like, you know, look at their page and make sure it's, you know what I mean? Like a pretty good vibe. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. That age, that age is don't cuss some, you know, they, they don't be goofy. They're, they're that age group that, you know, a lot of people look up to that, to a junior or a senior in high school and, and be like, those are the cool guys, you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and even if it's just slipping one cuss word out, they're like, oh, that dude's cool. Like, you know, or showing his truck. And it's kind of like what you're, what you're saying as far as like, um, you know, there's a lot of bad in the culture. And we do try to just pick guys that, that doesn't go too, too extreme with it. And yeah, it's, it's luckily we, we have found a few guys and, and they, they promote that. And if they do kind of make a video, um, maybe like not necessarily making fun of someone, but it's, it's obviously in a joking way. And they're like in the comments talking back and forth, like, man, I'm just messing with you. And then everybody sees that. So mm -hmm. it's not like, wow, this, this dude is like, you know, a prick or something, you know, it's, we, we make sure that we pick people that yeah are just yeah. more positive than anything. Well, I think who's the guy, a guy got what? 15,000 likes on a picture of a four wheeler. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like an ATV. Uh, it was a um, like the engagement it, yeah, on a picture, a bad picture, a bad quality well, picture of a four wheeler. Well, isn't it funny how OnlyFans started? Like, so with TikTok, with the girls, for instance, like they got mass amount of attention from showing more promiscuous stuff, and then all of a sudden said, "Hey, here's my OnlyFans link right here," and they probably made pretty, mm -hmm. pretty decent money doing that. And you know, we can talk all day if that's right or wrong, but. Um, with the guy part of it, yeah, it's just so many like young kids. Obviously, their parents are cool with them being on TikTok at whatever age, and they're just thinking like, "Man, this guy's cool. He's got a four wheeler. I got a four wheeler, and this guy's 15, funny." Thousand yeah. likes, and he, yeah, well, and then and then obviously that's the good thing about likes, I guess, is because it's like, oh well, you know, so and so got eight thousand likes on Instagram, or oh, he just got thirty two thousand likes on TikTok. This guy's cool, like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And then of course where we come in is is they're wearing the hats, yeah, and um, but and then obviously we, you know, pay them and try to take care of them for sure as far as like you know behind the scenes. Um, but again, reality, we're all friends, and it's just. They like the brand. I like the brand. And then I like their stuff that they post and it's nothing too yeah. crazy. So I guess yeah. it was just like a positive thing for me to see because I don't understand TikTok or anything. And when you were first explaining, you're like, OK, so you got the Tratter, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, is that their last name or something? And it took me forever to start to understand that it's it's because they started being popular because they said Tractor like a yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah. Tratter. Really? They have that many followers because they talked in baby talk and played with baby tractors. 
And it's like, wait, that's kind of actually really cute and wholesome, given all the negativity out in the world. Like, no wonder they're going to do positive. Maybe that's a really positive thing to see. And so I started to see it like well, that like, of like, even, wow. Even more, another guy just randomly did a, Yeah, another guy randomly did a podcast and just decided to put it out there. And in one day, he's in the top 10 entrepreneurial podcasts in the, in the world. Well, that's another thing. Okay, so like, Richie, that's crazy. Richie is a blue collar worker, wears your hats, has insane engagement on TikTok, just posts him doing everyday kind of things, hanging yeah. out with his girlfriend, going to work, talking, and he's super funny and, and just very basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he decides, I'm going to put an episode out of a podcast, going to start it. And he's up there in what, the top 10? Yeah. Because the engagement day. from TikTok went and actually converted into listeners. Yeah, I mean, and I see that with like sales, and I show him all the sales and like, uh, you know, hat sales and and the website views that come from him just making a post. Like, people are obsessed with some of these folks on TikTok, and it's it's like they don't have a blue check mark on Instagram or anything. They're just you have no idea, but in reality, they have this these clan of people that will meet and greet them wherever they are, like, and more, are dying to be on Facetime with them. Yeah, or and like. Because the thing, the thing is, they know they're not an actor. They know they're not too far out of reach from reality. Mm-hmm. They're just another person who kind of got big on this app. It's nothing fancy. They're, they're working regular jobs, you know what I mean? But people just are like them. And I just think – I think it's a good thing, to be honest with you. Um, people are, are – you know, not as obsessed with Hollywood actors. It's like they're finding their little niches down here in TikTok, you know, or on Instagram that shows, you know, that's just got a good little community of people. Yeah. So it's so interesting. The engagement is just so strong. Yeah. I mean, it makes me happy because it's simple, positive, wholesome content for the most part, Richie could be a little silly, but oh yeah, no. (laughs) but in general, compared to the negativity out there. And I think on top of that too, you mentioned a good point of like, people are just sick of the political stuff. They just want to watch Richie be funny. People are over it, to be honest with you. There's so many new news that come out every day. Like, seriously, I think people are just like, I don't even want to keep up with it anymore. Whatever happens, happens. That's <laughs> a good point. No, I, And so I, I guess moving away from the good and bad of social media in general, we get a lot of questions, too, about people asking of the business side of social media. And so for me, I see it as a very positive thing that small businesses can be started, whether you want to do like a consult thing or if you want to work online remotely for other people just on the other end of the country or if you want to sell products to people you're not limited to just your small town it's not like a brick and mortar is your only option for being a small business and so I find a lot of positivity and opportunity for that I think you could probably speak to that a little bit more of the fact that with social media your potential customer base is now millions well if you have if you have a product, it doesn't matter if nobody sees it. So it's like, well, how does someone see it? Where is everybody at? Everybody's on social media, you know? There's no more of the days of TV ads and magazine ads. It's social media now. And um, so that's that's the first step is just, hey, you you, you got to join it. You got to join the crew and get on social media, you know, and just try to just try to find your game, man. Like, I mean, you know, I post – I, the stuff that we post is is of course like reels, memes, and regular pictures. But we have an interesting way to do it. We share inspiration stories every day. We're trying to be different in that, and then obviously we're trying to be so different in the hats that it just kind of gives us a unique page. But if it's not products, if you're like a graphic designer, like that's just a very specific thing. I mean, just shoot some brands a message and say, let me just draw a free design for you, you know, and then just do try to draw the best you can of what they want. Send it to them and. You know, even though you drew it for free, they might say, wow, we can actually use you in the future and then go do that with other brands or other whatever it might be. 
So you're on social media. It's free to send a DM. You know what I mean uh, to these to these brands, and um, I don't know that you can just use it to your advantage. Yeah, you know, and like of course there's negativity, but again, it just goes back to your outlook on it. Don't follow people that bring you down, and just try to create a community that you want that you think is best. And for me, I, I'm more of the positivity, inspiration, cool videos, pictures that's not too extreme or unethical, and then obviously cool products. Yeah. Well, that's the question, too. I think a lot of people actually don't want to be influencers, but they want to maybe be in business or they want to make money in a side hustle, no matter how big they want the business to be. I think the important message is you don't have to you don't have to be a public person. You don't have to be an influencer to have social media work for you to build a business. So that's something that I really like about you, too. If you look at American Fetcher, you may be in some of the content, you may be in some of the videos or some of the pictures of the products. But at the end of the day, if you wanted to fully remove yourself, you could be fully removed mm-hmm. and you don't, the business doesn't need you to be on there to survive. Can you talk about like what that was like or why you did that? Cause I think that's really important. You don't share your personal parts of your life and yeah, your business I mean, still does well. Well, one, I'd really never wanted to, but two, um, the, well, you just kind of look ahead. It's like how much, if you really strove to try to be an influencer and then show your face on everything, what happens when you take your face away and say, I want to sell the company? Does that hurt it? Like, you know, the potential buyer might be like, well, dang, man, your face was on a lot of it. I don't know how much this is going to affect it. So, you know, it might be 20% less of what they were willing to pay for it or something like, I don't know. So for me, looking at it is I want this to be its own machine. I want it to be its own life kind of deal. And I want it to be like, when I say American Fetcher, it's just like, it's its own thing. Like, it's not even me. Like, you know, like I'm just talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's like a it. And that goes back to, you know, it, it, if I ever did want to sell it, then yeah, like um, it has nothing to do with me at all. Like it's its own thing and it can keep going with or without me, you know? Um, now don't get me wrong. I like creating all the designs and products and hats. So whoever would buy it would have to like, you know, obviously pick up that kind of end of the bargain. But, um, as far as being a public figure, it does not matter at all. You do not have to do that. Now all the gurus online is going to tell you how, Oh, you need to be on everything. You need to be sharing your life. You need to show them everything. You need to do all the videos. Well, I didn't, so that's worth something, you yeah. know. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I didn't. So. Well, and speaking of using it for positive purposes, you built a whole community. I really like with your page, you've got the – if you look on American Fetcher's Instagram, one column, memes, another column, pictures of people wearing the products, like out – what is it, like stories yeah. from you guys or yeah. something like that? And then he puts in the caption, like what the person said of where they got the deer that they just got in the picture and they're wearing the Fetcher hat. And then what's the other column? Reels? Yeah, reels. And so you take people's reels and you share them. But the thing is, is, you know, there's some weirdos who are cranky. But for the most part, it's average people who aren't mad that you shared their video. They're excited that you saw their hunting video and wanted to share it onto the Fetcher page. And so you've made a community of it where people are excited. You put their little tag in the the bio and you've built a whole community. And one thing I'll say is, you know, again, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I never never partnered with any – big names in the industry like i'm not saying like makes me sad or mad or anything but like for instance if i watch this big expo and at an expo is where a lot of people go and all these different booths all these brands go to this say like nashville tennessee the national wild turkey federation you see all these booths all these different brands are going there all these people are stopping by but what's interesting is is like a lot of these brands are partnering with like big influencers in the space or like these other huge brands are just friends with each other I don't have any friends in the industry. Like, it's just like, we are all like, these are all people that just 
work every day, young kids, blue collar. It's just like I don't have any weird intent. I've never tagged or done a sponsored post on my page. This is just like pure regular folks that are like, you know what I mean? And if a big influencer happens to buy it, they bought it. Like we don't ever send it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say influencer, I'm talking about like blue check marks, like re- like a pro baseball player or something. Like we've never done that. We just stick it with the regular good old boys at a camp, you know? Yeah. So, and, and I think that's pretty cool too. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just, that was just, I was intentional and that's how I wanted to set it up at the beginning. So again, it goes back to your why, what do you want it to be? And just, and just start every day, like being consistent and building, you know, building it. Yeah. Well, and speaking of which, so you have a really simple process. People find out, wait a second, you don't have an entire warehouse of staff. You don't have to be on social media to run it. And you're not obsessed with being on your phone. You don't have to be on your phone constantly or your laptop. Like, uh, let's end it by hearing your balance schedule on social media because uh, it's so small in reality, but you have a huge, you know what I mean? Like huge impact and yeah. presence, but just a small amount of time invested to make it happen. So my personal, my personal daily deal is basically when I wake up, I try to find three posts I don't make on American Fetcher. Um, and that's either a real, just a regular picture um, or a meme, of course. And a lot of, and to be honest with you, it gets a little creative to make a meme like that's harder than you think so it's it actually funny to watch you. And, or, or even a reel if i if i can't find something on tiktok that's like you know really funny in the hunting industry then i have to try to create one and it's just like um uh, like what was it she's like it's like a girl asking how loyal you are and then so i was just like well i caught like a five pound bass when i was 10 years old on this certain color of a worm and i ain't never changed color since mm-hmm. like it's just funny like funny creative stuff like that i guess i'm just kind of good at that in a, in a sense so my morning is really coming out with that, and that does involve a little bit of social media because I'm looking for other posts to give inspiration to think on. But when you talk about, like, I'm going to get on my personal page and scroll or, like, check DMs or something, I wish I knew. Like, it had to be, it has to be less than 20 minutes a day. I, yeah. I, like, I do not, and it's not that I don't care of what anybody is doing that I follow. It's just, like, I just found where it, the, like we talked about the comparison thing or like someone's gossiping. And then, of course, um, I do try to keep up with the news a little bit, but I do not get down those rabbit holes either. Uh, I'm in a group chat that kind of keeps me up to date with everything. But if I do post on my personal page, obviously it's been Morgan a couple of times recently. <laughs> but it's usually like if something did happen in the world and I just thought of this kind of fun word usage to like mm-hmm. throw on a video on TikTok, like because I can make pretty sarcastic political stuff sometimes mm-hmm. on my TikTok. Like I might go in there and just make a quick video of because yeah. I have hundreds of videos saved and it just don't take long to just write words out. But that takes less than five minutes. Yeah. So it's just like if I feel like posting, I'll post, but I don't scroll more than 30 or 45 minutes as far as like personal consumption. Well, and on top of that, the pages you follow are like natural minded mama. That's yeah, if I see you on your phone on social media, not for Fetcher, you're reading a, a health post about something that's informative and, and interesting to both of us. And then it's something that you can actually read through and learn from. I really don't know the last time I got lost in like someone's something happened in someone's life. And I'm just like no. reading in the, co- the captions and the comments. I'm not lying. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, I just thing. I just completely stopped doing that. And yeah. Yeah, like, and, you know, I get it. You need to know what's going on in the world, and it's good to keep up with friends and stuff. But it really is, I have, I I was really consumed with social media at one point. Like, when I had the 600,000 on TikTok, and, like, mm-hmm. people were waiting for the next vaccine post or, like, the COVID thing, like, 
I was on it 10 hours a day. I'm not lying. Like, I was trying to think of something. I was over here reading this and that. Yeah. But it was all about, oh, how many views can this one get? And it, and then that was so overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. I was not at a good mental state. And then when I was able to just, like, just stop with that and just post whenever I want to and post what you do. If you get to the point of, like, posting and then getting off the app and not worrying about it, you're in a good spot, I think. Yeah. Um, now, for me, with American Fetcher and the business, we do – the engagement is important because that obviously share, people share it and more followers, more website views. But personal use, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I think it was the best thing ever to just stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Well, and so I asked you this, Brian, and for everybody listening, I asked Brian the question about his schedule because I don't think he understands how impressive it is to have that simple of a process for a big operation. I'm from politics, I guess you could say, in the sense that all my work, all my time when I was, you know, single and trying to, do all that kind of stuff. And now I have different priorities, obviously. When I was more into the political industry, I can't tell you how ridiculous it is that you have social media experts or consultants like this that say you need to pay us 4500 5000 6000 a month, and we will tell you the best kind of stuff to post, how to post. We'll put your graphics together. Yeah. Whereas I see you, you get a meme put together on your Instagram story because you're sitting on the couch for five minutes and think of something that immediately relates to your audience, type it up while I'm maybe like five feet from you making a snack for us. And then by the time I'm here to sit down on the couch with the snack, you've already posted it by the end of the day, it's at thousands of likes and you've done your, your thing for the day. It's just so simple for you. And I wish people didn't overcomplicate it or feel intimidated because people charge so much, because people say that they're the experts and you need this magical formula or code. You really don't. And I think it's really admirable that you have it so simplified. Yeah, and and starting out, starting out, you never know what's going to work best. Like for me, I feel like now don't get me wrong; some memes don't work out as good, but well, yeah. I, I feel like I understand the mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, I feel like I understand the audience when it comes to uh, nude hat design, the content, the stories. At this point, how to talk to them in Messenger? You know what I mean? Like, or like you know, our you know, we got a couple of people that's working at the at the shop and doing the emails and all the messages and stuff. Like, they know how to talk that lingo. It's not that professional. We're just talking to a bunch of young kids, pretty much. Like. I feel like I understand the game and I'm so like into it of what's working for me. And it's just like, I'm just doubling down and all that, but it makes it easier. Like what you're saying, like it's crazy. I can just sit on the couch so quick. I've just like, it's just come so natural now at this point. I know kind of what's going to work. And, and it's like certain words work better than other words. Like it's a psychology game, a lot of it. And that's why it's like, there's so much more to say on a podcast as far as like, how do I do social media for my business? Because, Like there's so many details and so much psychology in it and little hacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you just get on it. You just post. You got you be intentional of what you want. What's your if you had a brand, what is the brand that you want? What's the community that you want following you? Mm-hmm. And post that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and the and I always say this: the right people will follow you, and and let the wrong people unfollow you. You know, and it's kind of like if you're posting, if you're tired of posting bikini pictures, just. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to get in your head like, I'm done with this. I want to post this instead. Mm-hmm. Let them unfollow you and then just keep being consistent with it. And the people that you're going to want following you will end up following you, you know, and that's when you have the strong community, no matter how the si- big the size is. It's better to have the right community than just spontaneous and you don't even feel good about your post schedule and stuff, you know? Yeah. No, I the simplicity of it and the impact that you get from it is really impressive. And I just feel bad that there's 
it's not that they're getting scammed, but people are kind of told that you need expertise, you need to pay all this money to create this strategy and stuff like that. When in reality, if you have Canva, if you have the apps, I mean, you literally make the meme in Instagram. It's so funny. But if you oh, yeah. just work with your own intuition and your own creativity and you speak from the heart on it, you could probably do a much better job than any consultant could tell you. So I, I find a lot of inspiration in that for people that might feel intimidated or don't know where to start. So. Yeah. And just, your your day is like so simple. <laughs> like I will say, if I can do it, like anybody can. Like I know oh. I know a lot of people hear that, but when you realize that people that you might look up to are just humans, you know, if you can start there and realize that you have a chance to do anything, I don't know. That's just really motivating for me and puts the chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And you, like you just said, people ask me like, "Was it called Canva? Canvas or Canva? Canva? Canva?" They're like. Hey, which dimensions, yada, yada, you're using Canva? I'm like, dude, I'm making this in my story. I'm just writing it out. And they're like, the meme? I'm like, yeah. And then I t- just save it and edit and crop it in my phone. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, people are like, wow. And I guess it's just more comes to like, just play around with it. Like, just get obsessed with it if you're obsessed with it, you know? Yeah. If you're, if you're going to, it's like everything. If you try to half rear end it, like, you're going to get half rear end results. And there's another word besides rear end, you know, a. Yes, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just figure out your why. Be intentional and just yeah, go for it. That's my that's my thoughts. Wow, what a way to end. I think it's good. Yeah, no, I love that. Thank you, Brian. I hope that was helpful for you guys. I know um, this is a question we get quite a lot, just in general about social media and making it a healthy balance. So there's a way to to grow from it without letting it negatively affect you or without getting sucked into the actual bad stuff of social media. But I hope you guys have a nice rest of the day. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.